0: All right, here we are on day 007 of the 100 Days of Enneagram project. And today is our reflection for type 4s in light of this whole COVID-19 pandemic situation. So I hope that this uh, will be helpful just in kind of centering and reflecting and and managing ourselves. I say ourselves because I identify with type four. So I just wanna preface with that. I am in a way, in a very real way, talking to myself as much as I am talking about myself and about this type fourness that we live in. So type fours, let's jump in. To my fellow fours, I would say, There is an endless stream of pain and drama magnetizing your attention right now. So how are you balancing deep feeling with action and gratitude? And how will you make sure you don't abandon yourself in this chaotic experience? And here's the thing. A key feature of fourness is this avoidance of what's normal or mundane with a preference for the unique or the extraordinary in some way. And there is nothing about this situation that we all find ourselves in, this pandemic situation. There's nothing about it that is normal. This may be entirely unique and unprecedented in our history at this point. And it's definitely um, an extraordinary circumstance, if you will. So there's something about that uh, and living in that, that for, for fours in a way can almost feel natural or energizing um, in some ways as hard as other aspects and as overwhelming as other aspects of it can be. It's it's kind of strange. It's, it's similar to the way, you know, sixes with worst case scenario thinking are not the most surprised or troubled people right now, at least on the whole. Um, th- there's an aspect of that that can be true for fours as well, because this is such an unprecedented event. And I think related to that, fours maybe can see or intuit right now that there's not really a quote, normal to go back to anyway. And, and maybe that's not a wholly bad thing, even though there is so much to grieve, of what we've lost, of what's changing, of what we will lose. But this, this quote, normal way of being wasn't working for everyone to begin with. In fact, it's been working for fewer and fewer people. And uh, there's so much that we have the opportunity to reimagine on the other side of this thing, if we can get there, uh, to think creatively about how we work, the, the pace of life in our country, uh, how we connect how we gather, how we get our food, how we distribute resources, what roles we deem essential in society and what we place value on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's some creative potential that I think fours can intuit or begin to see if, if they're not just totally overwhelmed by, uh, by specific circumstances because, of course, everybody is in a different place with this. But there's temptation everywhere too right now because there's that endless stream of pain and drama magnetizing our attention, like I mentioned earlier. And there's this gift that fours have um, of being able to bear witness to pain without having to fix it. That's how Suzanne Stabile describes it. But there's a flip side of that gift that can also be a curse in some ways because... You can do that. You can bear witness to others' pain without having to fix it, and and we need people to do that. But we can also sit in our own pain without having to take action to fix it when maybe we should. Um, and if we're constantly magnetized by the drama and the stories and the news, it's it's hard to look away from it. I've I've experienced this this quite a lot already. It's it's hard to look away from it even with as hard as it is to look at it. It's just, it's magnetized is the best word I have for it, because it is, it's just this natural draw to um, high drama. But, but the, what's also true about fours is, is, is generally we're, we're quite sensitive. Uh, so we're taking it all in, yes, on a feeling, emotional level, but a physiological level, as well. And so it might not be that my circumstances are excruciatingly difficult, but I very easily empathize with and feel for those that are. And this constant deluge of, of that can be too much and too fast for fours. And that can be debilitating and, and paralyzing, which can be a problem. And there's a cost to getting lost in those waves of feeling and in this avoidance of the mundane. There's there's a cost for you. Um, it's it's hard to live up to who you know you are, who you know you want to be, how you want to be in, in the world. That gap between our idealized sense of self and who we're really presenting as grows. Um, there's cost for the people you're in relationship with. If you can't Um, show up consistently or fall into some of our push-pull patterns and um, there's cost for your your work, your creative work, whatever that means to you if there's not an ability to consistently uh, show up for that. How do we make sure we're riding or surfing those waves and not getting sucked under and, and tussled about to the bottom of the ocean in them. Uh, And I think there are a couple of really practical answers to that question. And the first is just simply a gratitude practice. And that might sound cliche. I know it does, but it really, really works for fours because uh, our natural attention goes to what is missing, but gratitude shifts our attention to what is present, so Brian McLaren, uh, a wise four, says that what you see determines what you miss. So if you're seeing what's missing, like what's not present, then you're missing what is present. And that's when it's really easy to be in that place of longing or despair or kind of woe that we can get to. So gratitude, focusing on what is present in each moment in each day that we can be grateful for. Just even one, two, three things each day. Uh, the second thing that we can do is just action. A- action is the antidote to despair. Joan Baez said that years ago, and and that's so true for fours. You know, we get stuck in this feeling and thinking and feeling and thinking and having thoughts about the feelings and feelings about the thoughts, and it's this cycle we can get trapped in and... Action, doing, is so often what can unlock that and free us from that pattern. What I think is best, if we can, is combining those two, gratitude and action. And I use this mantra in my day-to-day. I I wrote this as part of our Enneagram creativity work. And for fours, the kind of creative mantra that I suggest to use is, is simply, you get to do this. Because I can make almost anything a problem. Like even something that I love to do, if it feels like it's mandated or required so quickly, it can become a burden to me, or it can feel like a burden. And so flipping that, it's like, no, you don't have to do this, you get to do this, can really be a helpful shift of perspective. So just wanted to share that. I had to use it earlier today. It was grocery shopping day. Um, My husband went to the store, but um, that's the deal. He goes to the store and I disinfect all of the groceries because that's the thing we have to do now. And I can't tell you how much I don't enjoy that process. It's like the most mundane thing. And I was really huffing and puffing about it while I was doing it and just kept trying to remind myself, like, you get to do this. Like, you have food, you have healthy, organic, fresh produce. The privilege of that uh, right now and the number of people that don't have that opportunity, you know, you get to do this. This is something to be grateful for, not to lament about. Uh, so that was really helpful for me personally today. So just a few parting words, fors before I go, I think... Just finding some sort of rhythm, Um, and I'm trying to not say routine, but uh, some sort of rhythm, have a structure uh, for the day, even if that looks wildly different than um, what that would have looked like before all of this and, and stick to it the best we can without pushing ourselves into a shame spiral, um, if we get off track. So this, this balance of, of rhythm and routine and gentleness with ourselves, I think is going to be key. We're going to have to do some things that we do not feel like doing, that we don't feel up to. uh, and it's going to be really important that we do those. We show up for ourselves. We show up for the people that love us. We show up for our work, um, And it's going to be important to listen to our bodies and to advocate for ourselves when something is too much. And hopefully this gentleness with ourselves can extend to others in our lives. Um, There's plenty of disappointment going around right now, and that's legitimate. There's a lot to be disappointed about, but let's, let's try not to take ours out on others who are just trying to do the best they can with the tools they have, just like we are. And finally, let's document, document, document this experience, whatever that means for you as you're able, Um, whether you write or sing or play or dance or whatever that is, fill in that blank for you. There will be beauty to make of this eventually, somehow, when you're ready. And Uh, your perspective is going to be significant. So to close, I repeat. There is an endless stream of pain and drama magnetizing your attention right now. So how are you balancing deep feeling with action and gratitude? And how will you make sure you don't abandon yourself in this chaotic experience? Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with Type 5.